KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. When applying for a job, we're often reminded to watch what we post on social media, which you know we may think limit the cursing, no keg stand pictures, etc. But a new study focuses on political posts and the hiring process. So do employers really care if we don't vote the same way or if a person supports or opposes a controversial topic differently than their employer? And how long has this been happening? Jason Thatcher is a professor in the Department of Management Information Systems at Temple University's Fox School of Business. Pretty much what I study is is how different forms of data and information change the way people make decisions, organizations make decisions, and how that impacts society. Right, and that's why I'm reaching out to you today, because we often hear when job searching to watch what you post on social media. And your most recent study looks at just that. But you had some inspiration. So to start, can you tell me how this study got started and why you started it? Sure, it's actually kind of a fun story. So I used to work at Clemson University, where I helped set up their social media listening center. And what the Social Media Listening Center did back in 2008, 2009, 2010, we started gathering data from all the different social feeds, Facebook, Instagram, a couple places that no longer exist, Twitter. And we were building tools that helped you visualize and track and gather firm intelligence or business type intelligence to inform strategic decisions of managers about products, about uh, new markets, about their competitors. And we invited companies to my lab and we're having conversations with managers and we're asking them, what kind of tools do you want? And And it was this really interesting pause that would occurred in almost every conversation. And they said, well, we really don't want tools from you. And I had software developers and I had graduate students, I had a postdoc, I had a wonderful infrastructure, I had complete support of the university. They said, what we really need your help with was understanding how this new data is changing the way we make decisions. And, and, I, and I stepped back and I talked with my team and we were, we were all going, okay, this is interesting, but this isn't what we expected because we were hoping to get funding to build tools which helped us extend computer science type research, right? Tool building. And across the hallway, a psychologist, uh, Philip Roth, he's, a, he's an expert in selection, comes by one day and he goes, so Jason, what are you learning? You have like a company in your, in your lab every single day. I've never seen anything like this. I said, Phil, what we're learning is they want to talk to you. And we had a, a series of conversations followed. And what we created out of that was a research agenda that was inspired by firms for understanding how social media data was changing the way people made decisions about who to hire. So it is true that our social media posts can really affect the kind of job we get or who hires us? Absolutely. So we know that over 70% of firms in the States, according to the EEOC and other sources, actually actively go and look at your social media profile. We know they look at Facebook. We know they look at Twitter. We know they looked at LinkedIn. Okay. And, you're, and it's not a surprise they looked at LinkedIn, right? Because we all create profiles on LinkedIn, so you can, you can track us. But they also look for glimpses of information about your ability and about what kind of citizen you might be through the other things that you post. 
And your study is very interesting because you looked at specific viewpoints or issues or topics. Can you talk about mm-hmm. what those specific points are and why you chose them? So what we were interested in looking for were topics that the country didn't agree on. That there was roughly a 40-60, 50-50 breakdown. And we drilled into uh, topics as well that we knew would last for a while that people would be interested in. Okay. And one, one of the topics that we, we looked at was legalizing marijuana, which in New Jersey, at least this year, is still a hot topic. Uh, we looked at the Affordable Care Act. Uh, we were interested in the Affordable Care Act because it's something I think we all agree on the outcome. We want people to be okay. We don't, just, we don't agree on how to get there, right? And then we were interested in gun control because the national conversation about gun control, it's, it's enduring. It's been around for the past 100 years. It's not going away. And the people that are, that are interested in it and that are quite passionate about it are pretty strong in their views. And so what we did was we picked topics that, that were, were timely, were going to be around for a while, and then had different ranges of agreement and different ranges of, um, I guess, novelty would be a good phrase for it. With gun control having been around a long time, concern for health care having been around for a long time, but really marijuana legalization has only been a, a reality the past 10 years. The other thing that's interesting when you look at this, right, is even though marijuana legalization is, is something we all kind of agree is, is happening, it's become a question of how, it's also something that used to be a sanctioned behavior, right? Smoking weed wasn't okay, so to speak. And for employers, that's even though there's a legal change occurring, that doesn't mean their social views of people that do that or advocate for that have changed. And so we thought that would be interesting to look at as well. Right. Yeah, definitely social and also political. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, even just a few years ago, right, like when I was looking for my first job out of college, I felt like there was so much pressure on not posting those partying pictures or things like that. So it's interesting for me to hear about politics and being careful what we post about our viewpoints. How has that changed? Is it going to change again? I mean, is it okay to post the keg stand pictures, but not our thoughts on the election? So, so, boy, it's interesting you say keg stand because there's one of those floating out there of me from the 90s. Um, I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. But, but, you know, I don't know. That's a really great question. I think people expect to see a little bit about you out there beyond the privacy wall. I think it's okay to, to have pictures of you being social, right? I think it's not okay. like and by social, I mean in, in doing normal things, going to museums, having meals, being with friends, being with family. But I think it's probably never going to be okay to have pictures of yourself being completely inebriated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or 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 being really unkind to other people because you're you think it's funny to be snarky. Those kind of things create problems. Now, when it comes to politics in particular, when we started this project, Obama was still president. Like when we started talking about this. So this was a while ago, right? This was during, during his second re-election. And what we've noticed, and, and this is a team comprised of people from the right and the left. My collaborator on this is, a, I believe, is a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association. He donates to Republican causes. And I sit on the other side of the spectrum. Right, and I and I'm a I'm a, a lifelong Democrat, and I donate to liberal causes. But what we found was that the online conversations that are occurring are so much more polarized right now 
that conversations like he and I have face-to-face are hard to have online. And so we think that political information is getting even more salient in the current environment than it was eight years ago. So I, I, I guess if to, to come back and answer your question, because I'm not sure I completely did, keg stands probably wouldn't post. Having fun? Sure. Post, especially, if you're, especially right now, if you're being responsible and distancing and, and all the other things that come with that, right? P- political statements on controversial topics, if you're looking for work, are not a very good idea. Because what we found is, what we did was we used a, a, a classic theory called attraction similarity theory. And what we found is that if I expose you to something with a, a view that is not similar to mine, I'm less likely to form feelings of similarity and liking towards you. And what I'll do then is I'm going to rate you as being a worst possible coworker, which is kind of interesting, right? And, and the, what's interesting, it doesn't affect the ratings of your ability. It affects their ratings of whether they think you'll be a good citizen. And we all know that that citizenship piece makes a big difference as to whether you move forward to that next round. All things being equal are in skills. We want people who will be good teammates as well. Yeah, those are very, I mean, big takeaways. What What is your suggestions then for companies based on the research? What are some things that maybe they could, should consider when doing job searching? And, and for the flip side, too, you've mentioned a few, but for people who are job searching right now. So my first thing for companies is, you know, there's been a lot of research done for for 50 years and how we hire and how we how we take these these cues of, of individual differences and value systems, belief systems, and we strip them out of the job process because we want to be reasonable and fair at our hiring. Right. Because uh, we do want diversity, but we also want qualified people. And the problem with social media searches is nobody's come up with a clear, structured way for doing one that strips away the non job related information. OK, that in- introduces the bias from the job-related information. So the first thing that we would tell people, probably, is stick to LinkedIn. Because because the applicant knows that you're looking. You'll find that lots of people are posting to feeds now on LinkedIn about different work-related things. You'll find endorsements that are work-related. Facebook, on the other hand, you're never quite sure what you're going to get, right? So that would be my first piece is, is LinkedIn is a great place. And it's not that I'm promoting LinkedIn against Facebook. It's just we know the kind of information you're going to get there. The second piece is I would have a really clear policy if I were an HR director today or, or a hiring manager on what the people involved in hiring can and can't look at. I would make them aware as part of that policy that if you happen to view someone's a Republican or Democrat, it might change how you think about them. So take a moment and pause and reflect and make sure that you've captured that work-related information you're searching for and you've discounted the impact of that similar, those cues of similarity, right? On policy issues, on whether you're a Republican or Democrat, um, whether you're even of a similar faith or you have similar hobbies and interests, right? And if you pause and, and just take that into account, you're much more likely to make a better decision about which applicants should move forward in the hiring process. You know, the third thing I would do as I would be, be aware as a manager, it's unreasonable to expect the people you distribute resumes to to not look. 
because whether you have a policy or not looking or not, they're going to. Okay. It's pervasive across organizations. It's pervasive across companies. And we're pretty sure that there's no directive coming from the HR office saying, hey, you've got to go do a social media check on this person. People do it because the information's there, right? So you need a policy. Now, from the, the job seeker side, which is kind of the more interesting bit, right? Okay. So the first thing is what we tell everyone uh, from K through 12, through college, through, through retirement and, and beyond. Know who's looking at your information. Okay. Manage your privacy settings aggressively. And, and th there are platforms that are better for that than others, right? Facebook actually is pretty good these days. If you go in and you look at it. Five years ago, I think it would be fair to say that their privacy settings were kind of difficult, but the companies responded to the criticism. Okay. The second thing to think about as, a, as an individual looking for work, be aware of what your friends post about you. And we didn't research this, but, but I'm also doing work which is looking at image recognition and, and, and how we identify cues about people based on the pictures that are posted. If your friends upload pictures of you to, to reverse image searches or, or upload pictures about you, there's, there's, there's lots of different tools for reverse image searching that will find you in those posts. So, so managing your personal content isn't just managing your privacy settings. It's being aware of what other people are posting about you. Because if someone's doing a search, uh, an open-ended search, they may surface that information you're not even aware exists. And then the third thing I would tell people today, especially through the election and probably beyond, chill out on the political posts. I think it's okay to have an opinion. I think it's okay to, because we, we, we are in America, we have freedom of speech, right? But I think there's a way of having opinion respectfully versus having opinions that, uh, that aren't respectful. And one of the project, projects that we're working on right now is we're looking at how inflated or how inflammatory that rhetoric in the Facebook post is to evoke that negative response. And we're finding that you can post, again, preliminary results, you can post about politics, but you can't post mean things about politics and, and mean things about the other side because that evokes a strong negative response in people. So think about the voice that you're using when you're posting, which all feels a little bit like common sense, doesn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you're basically talking to people online, so... It's kind of like, would you say this to somebody face-to-face -face kind of a thing? Yeah, I mean, they, they, what I tell my students, because they ask me what I'm studying once in a while, and they always seem surprised that I'm studying something interesting to them. Um, but, I, but what I tell them is, you know, I use the grandmother rule. What would my grandmother say if she saw that post? And, and my, my grandmother was a, was a really interesting person, and she'd tell me what she thought. And, and if, you, if you would not be comfortable with your grandmother's, character, grandmother's seeing something you're doing socially, maybe that shouldn't make it into the digital world, right? And if you're using language about somebody else that your grandmother uh, would, would tell you not to use, maybe that shouldn't make it into the digital world. This is a very unique time for the United States political climate. From your point of view, what like social media influence mixed with this? Did you ever think that somebody's political views could really stop them from getting a job? So, so it's, it's interesting. I was one of the first web developers back in the early 90s delivering services for sharing information around politics. 
back in the day, I was, I was the, the person that designed the prototype for the Florida legislature website. I helped design the graphical user interface, a term we hardly ever use anymore, to, to, to do real-time reportings of the 96 elections uh, for the state of Florida. And we actually hoped, we aspired to create these public conversations. That was what we wanted, right, about politicians. We never at all, at any point in time, thought that we would see such sharp polarization amongst people. We thought that encouraging conversations would lead to good social outcomes because it would lead to understanding. And something's gone amiss. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of sad, actually. You know, social media, it's not going away. And how do you think in the future this is going to affect employment and how companies hire? Is this a dangerous path or do you see us kind of changing again as a society? So the first thing I think is, yeah, you're right. Social, social is not going away. You know, we, we, you hear a lot of fussing about Facebook. You hear a lot of fussing about Twitter and different platforms from both the left and the right. And you see attempts to set up alternative platforms. One way or the other, there's going to be some place people speak online. I think, we, I think we all just have to understand that. So in terms of going forward, I think that, that we're going to see, we're, we're actually going to have to be more conscious in how we present ourselves, uh, both face-to-face and online in the future, right? And, and be more conscious of the audiences that we're speaking to. I think we should all feel pretty comfortable talking with our privacy settings, aren't And I think organizations need to develop rules and guidelines that respect that privacy. There should be no difference between me if I'm posting into a Facebook group with a, a login and a password to treating that any differently than I would be speaking to somebody in my front room, right? Ver- versus the conversation where I'm, I'm having a private conversation and I'm sharing my intimate worldviews on, on these things versus a public conversation, like when I go into a classroom, where, it's, where there, are no, there are no privacy settings and there is no presumption that what I'm saying wouldn't be shared or recorded. And I, th- and I think organizations need to think through their guidelines for what are private safe spaces for employees versus public spaces. I also think that people need to think about that too, right? It takes two to tango. And, and when people make imprudent or... Or, or, or posts that, that, are, that are honestly really challenging or easily misinterpretable from a social perspective, you never know what's going to get picked up and go viral and hurt you, right? And, and we see a lot of conversations right now in, in, in broader society about being mindful of, of how you're be- performing and how you impact others. And maybe this is an opportunity for people to take a second and be a little bit more mindful about that about how the things that we say and we do impact the people around us. Because we do it face-to-face, why wouldn't we do it online? And, and here's the thing that for me that, that's really quite telling, is when we do it online, it never goes away. Right? That, that 18-year-old you, that 22-year-old you, that 25-year-old you, that 40-year-old you, that 49-year-old me, okay? That, that, that's going to be captured in the words that we put out there. And that's a really big shift, right? Before my words were ephemeral, when I was 20, 23, 24, developing websites, yeah, I counted on stuff disappearing. Today, I don't count on anything going away if I, if I, put it, if I publish it online. 
But here's like the good news, right? I think. Like, if we can figure this out, how we can respect public and private spaces, we can have really interesting conversations and maintain relationships and friendships in ways we never could before. Like, when I, when I finished high school in Hong Kong in 1989, I never thought I would still talk to most of my classmates when I was almost 50. And that's, that's pretty cool, right? And we, and we all don't agree. It's really interesting, some of the conversations I see people having. And, and, I, and I think that's a powerful thing. But what we've done, because we have that shared experience, is we're respectful of differences. And, and that kind of value system that, that comes with, with growing together and, and being respectful, I think will lend itself to building that better society that, that back in the 90s when we were designing those first political websites for information sharing that we'd hope to see develop. These are growing pains. I, I think we're, we're all going to do a lot better. Mm. Yeah, I like how you um, how you ended it on a positive note. I think that's always important to do. Um, thank you so much, Jason, for joining me today and talking about social media and job searching and maybe what we shouldn't shouldn't do. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.